Hello, and welcome back to the What Is Life Dude podcast, everybody. We're your hosts, Eric and Sarah. Welcome back. It's been a month, and we have decided, I think, that we're going to resume the weekly podcasting, but we're probably going to make the episodes shorter than they used to be. We're trying to find a balance between, I don't know, like holding yourself accountable for a weekly podcast and trying to bring a certain level of, I don't know, maybe intensity. I don't know. Just like doing a weekly podcast and whatever happens, happens. Because what we realized, Sarah said to me last night, she was like, I don't even remember what's happened. A month is too long. Right. A month is so long to recap. Mm -hmm. So a lot has changed. I feel like this has been a good month for us both. I'll say that. I feel like we've been been very productive, very in the zone. The auto zone. Right. So we'll talk about that in today's episode. We're not going to talk about auto zone. Any other logistical things? <laughs> uh, I don't think so. Okay. But yeah, I think I think we should just jump right in. We kind of made a, a little list of things to talk about, but otherwise, we're kind of just gonna we're gonna riff, and we're gonna raff, and hopefully, you're gonna like it. Oh, I should have said laugh. We'll riff, we'll raff, and you'll laugh. How's that? It's great. Terrible tagline. Mm-hmm. Where do you want to start? Do you want to talk about the birds first? Sure. Okay. So, literally right after we recorded our last episode, right at the beginning of May, we noticed, Sarah noticed, a little bird's nest in the fake wreath that's hanging. Are all wreaths fake? Well, it's a real wreath, but it's fake greenery. Right. It's plastic. Yes. (laughs) Okay. So, Sarah noticed a little bird's nest in there. And it's partially affixed to the wreath and partially affixed to our front door. Mm -hmm. Now, the thing about our house is it's a condo and we only have the front door and like a sliding glass door that goes out to our patio, but those don't lock from the outside. So we can't really avoid the bird's nest and you're not supposed to move them. You're legally not allowed to move them. Once they have eggs in them, right? Once they have eggs or especially birds in them. It's like legally protected. You're not allowed to do that. And I guess the mama bird tends to abandon the nest, even if you move it a few feet away. So we're like, okay, we have this nest. These are our baby birds now. And they were just eggs. Weeks went by. You know, I think we actually, I discovered the nest maybe even the day after we got our second dose of the vax. Oh, yeah. We were walking home and I noticed there was a bird in the wreath and she like flew out. When I approached the door, I was like, oh, is there a nest in there? And I'm very short, so I had to get on my tiptoes to see the nest. And I think that day there was just an empty nest. The next day there was one egg, following day two, and then one additional egg until there were five. Sarah thought she was going to stop at four. I did because because I've had a – I've had a – there was a bird's nest in the little plastic tree outside my apartment years ago. She stopped at four. And once the birds had grown, but before they had left the nest, it was like packed. That nest was packed. And I was like, how you can't fit more than four burbs in the nest. Did you say burbs on the podcast? Yes. Wow. That's like a, that's one of our cutesy like words we use with each other. Burbs. Yeah. Yeah. So now there are five of them. They're still very small. They still fit. But I mean, if these are a similar... variant of bird Mm -hmm. as the ones you had um in the bay area 
I mean, that's going to be one packed house. Yeah. I mean, it's fine for now. It's great. Every day we go out, the first time we leave the house every day, I hold my phone over the nest and take a picture or a little video of them. Progress pics. They get, <laughs> they get cuter every single day because mm-hmm. they're like bald little dinosaurs when they're first born. Mm-hmm. And so this morning's photo, which I'll post on my Instagram story, which you won't see because this is coming out two <laughs> days later than when we're you recording You should just it. make a, a burbs highlight reel. I think I'll have to. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good idea. B-I-R-B-Z, mm-hmm. burbs. Um, they're finally starting to get their real feathers, yeah. you know, and they're starting to overtake the gross little barely feathers feathers. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. It's It's been, it's just been like a little thing that I look forward to literally every day. Right. Is checking them out. I'm a little concerned for like the maybe week that we're going to have where they're stuffed in to the nest but can't leave yet because mm-hmm. every time we open the door i'm going to be worried that one of them's either going to fall out or like fly fly for the first time into, our, into house. our house because what we do when we leave the house we open the door we kind of jolt it open so mama bird feels the door and then we watch well, through the peephole and she flies away she hasn't been sleeping in the nest anymore i don't think that's true because they're so big now yeah, yeah. i think she just swings on by to uh Deliver the... The goods? The morsels. Blah. <laughs> the partially digested worm food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I I don't know what's going to happen, but... It's going to be fine. See, I'm glad you have that attitude. They're going to prosper. Because I'm like, well, next week on the podcast, we're going to be talking about how there was a bird in our house. No, it, it'll be fine. Good, 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 good. Okay, so that's the birds. Mm-hmm. Where do you want to go next? Um. Well... Let's just so let's let's segue into our fitness saga that mm. we've been going through because we have been leaving the house every single day you mentioned and it's because we have been walking every single day and it's been really nice. I don't exactly see this is again the problem with only doing a podcast once a month. I don't remember what mental state I was in a month ago really. I know things were starting to kind of pick up for me or start starting to look up for me because I had been super depressed all over the winter and then I kind of forced myself to get back in the gym and start walking and spending time outside every day and I was feeling better. So I think that's where we left off and it's just continued, I think, to get better because we've been really pushing ourselves to kind of stay busy and stay active. So right before we came on here today to record, we went on a nice long two-mile walk Eric was listening to his book, which I'm sure he'll talk to you about Ooh, in this yeah. episode. Okay, okay. And I was listening to, um, I've been listening to music a lot lately. Uh, back in, oh, so I j- actually just checked this. I was scrolling back through our um, Spotify page, What Is Life Dude? And episode 45, we talked about finding balance and how Eric and I both balance our hobbies and interests in really different ways. And I'm very much, I go, I'm very all or nothing with everything I'm interested in. So I feel like in San Diego, I was exclusively listening to podcasts, audiobooks. I was very much in like a studious phase. And now I don't listen to any, like anything that's not music. I don't listen to at the gym or while walking. So I was listening to the Salt playlist, which I think is curated by Spotify. What does that mean? I don't know. I think it's just, I mean, I can look it up, but it's just, there's a lot of like indie rock on there. 
I think it's just like gritty music, you know? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Which I feel like is a genre. Well, it's not really a genre. It's a vibe that our music will fit into. I agree. Yeah, it's definitely, it's not a genre. It's a vibe. That's a really interesting distinction. Mm -hmm. And it's definitely a, it's a real thing, right? Because songs of any genre can be gritty or mellow. Right. It says, I I Mm. pulled it up here. It says extra vicious, hard hitting pop. Extra vicious. Oh, extra, extra vicious. vicious. Yes. Gotcha. Huh. All right. That's yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. And I've just been really listening to... I... Okay. Well, if you're a listener of the podcast, you know that before we moved, I guess in the fall, uh, winter, I was I started listening to audiobooks for the first time. And then I kind of just like fell out of it. And I... I don't know. I started again. And I had a bunch of Audible credits. And I downloaded a few books. The one I'm listening to right now is called Alive, the Story of the Andes Survivors. And it's this book written in the 70s about this plane that crashed in the Andes Mountains in the early 70s. So this really happened. This is a true story. Mm -hmm. And it was written by an outside person, an author, who got the stories of the survivors recounted to him. And then he wrote the book. He only wrote it two years after the accident. So this book so has been around. So it's fresh in their memories. Yeah, this book has been around since 1974. The audiobook has not been. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I, I don't believe. Um, but yeah, it's it's a crazy story and it's real and I don't know. I it's it's a nonfiction book, but it's told as a fiction book. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like a nonfiction book, like a self help book. Right. You know, it has this crazy adventure story. And I just, I just want to mention something that you said to me when I started listening to books. I'm like, I just love the fiction. You know, Sarah told me, you clearly don't like reading nonfiction, you know, like the self-help books. Like, I just never can get into it. And Sarah was always like, try fiction, try fiction. And I was like, okay. And then I started loving it. And something you mentioned when that started was hearing somebody else's creativity and artistry come to life mm-hmm. in a book yeah. can only positively and has positively impacted my creativity and artistry. Even though making music and writing a fiction book are very different in a lot of ways, I still think just hearing somebody's creativity come to life just helps me as a creative person. Hmm. And I love it. Well, say more about that. I don't... I feel like it's not something that's a like a noticeable thing, but I just think it's easier to it's easier for me to feel creatively inspired by listening to somebody else's work. So, like I used to listen to Not Another D&D podcast all the time, and it's a great podcast. It's fun, it's funny, it's a story. But they're all improving. It's They're just making it up as they go along. But to listen to a book, like I listened to all three Hunger Games books, that's something that the author sat down and constructed and said, okay, here are all the plot lines. Here are they, how they intertwine. Here are how they come together. Right. And then she put it into three books and then movies. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's a very elaborate, processed Yeah, it's way more deliberate. Yeah, and it's like making music. Mm-hmm. You know, we we come up with all these different 
parts for instruments and vocals and then we record them one by one and we yeah. put different effects on them one by one and they all lead to one conglomerate music song music song <laughs> and it's like the same thing and i just think experiencing an author's creative vision yeah come to fruition is only beneficial for my creativity mm -hmm. i have two things on that note one is that well Eric's sister has been in the process of writing a book for years mm -hmm. and has just been editing and editing. And I feel like that's very much the norm, right? Like it takes, takes some people like a decade to write a book. Mm -hmm. And I, what I've learned is, you know, when we talk about music, it takes me a long time to write a song. Usually I am very deliberate with my lyrics, especially music comes a bit faster. It's just a matter of me forcing myself to sit down and craft the melody i guess but it's the lyrics that take forever and as long as that process takes me it takes so much longer to actually make it into uh, a finished track mm -hmm. and we've been working on i guess we'll segue into music now sure we've been finally kind of working on our original music we tried a number of times before and i feel like we finally kind of settled into our sound and a process yes a lot of it has been the process for us mm-hmm the process includes once we've figured out what the song is going to be, lyrics, melody, chords, etc. I sit at my desk and record stuff and Sarah lays on the floor with pillows <laughs> and blankets and says, what if we tried this? What if it kind of sounded like this? How could we do this? Yeah. And then I kind of plug in the correct instrument and mess with it until Sarah's like, that's, that's what I was hearing in my head. Mm -hmm. Let's put that in. Yeah. It's awesome. It's so cool. It's it's very cool. It's very rewarding. It's also quite exhausting. It's extremely difficult. And, I, you know, I'm not even the one who's, like, engineering all of this. It's just me being in the room, kind of throwing ideas out there, trying to explain with my kind of limited knowledge of audio production, mm -hmm. like, trying to put that into language that Eric can understand and then translate into a physical thing. It's very, very interesting. You know, and I don't want to, you know, like uh, toot my own horn over this because I am very excited about <laughs> these songs, but like the process has fucking worked so far. Like yeah. the songs we've been working on sound great and yeah. I'm so excited about them. And it's been, it's been very rewarding, like you said. Yeah, and, but it is like a very gritty process, you know, oh, yeah. like sometimes we get really frustrated sometimes like we, I can't, I don't have the language to explain what I'm trying to like mm. I'm, what i'm trying to explain i don't know i'm just i'm picturing like a video like slow-mo of us of you like smashing one of my guitars like over <laughs> my head and like yeah. it breaking in slow motion yes it's like this is what it's like to make music with your partner right no yeah sometimes it's just extremely frustrating and we're looking at each other and we're both saying what do you want what do you <laughs> want me to do yeah and we're both asking the same question to each other which is what do you want me to do right now mm -hmm. you know yeah, I mean, it's very interesting. It's very, uh, I mean, this is the sort of, th I feel like working with a partner in any sort of like creative or business capacity really does have the ability to make or break your relationship. Mm -hmm. I do feel like it's strengthened ours. And I feel like we've kind of drawn, a. we're able to have boundaries, right? We don't necessarily, I feel like when we're in this room, in the studio, we're on. Mm -hmm. We're creative. 
I feel like I have a bit of a different persona and like a very intense and I feel like it took us a while to to kind of realize that oh you're being intense not because you don't like me but because when you're processing art you're just a different person kind of you know and I I'm still working on that personally Mm -hmm. you know I still get into my head when we're in here and I'm like Sarah doesn't love me anymore. <laughs> like, she doesn't like me. But it's not even that we're, we're not fighting, okay? I just want to make that clear. No. We're not, like, fighting. We're not even being mean to each other or anything. It's just, like, this, like, professional sort of vibe. Turn. It's like we're, like, coworkers, mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah. And it's funny because, like, in our normal day-to-day life, we're very, very uh, affectionate to each other. Like every time we pass, there's I'll no like... baby talk in the studio. <laughs> no, like we have a we have a strict baby voice that we use <laughs> with each other, and it does not appear in the studio. Yeah, and so and that's not something I'm like. Uh, it's not like I'm trying, like I'm forcing myself to act differently when we're working on music. It just naturally happens. We both take it very seriously, yeah. and it means a lot to both of us. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I'm dancing around the room listening to, like, later at night, I'm in the bedroom with my headphones in listening to, like, the most recent mix of our first song. And we're just both so happy. We're like, oh, my God, it sounds so great. (laughs) And it's, like, a totally different, like, literally, we'll leave the room and Sarah will say, like, in her cutesy couple voice, like, what do you want for dinner, baby? (laughs) And I'm like, oh, right. We do. She she does love me still. So it is something I'm still working on. I'm still trying to you know break myself out of that okay it's it's not it's not you it's the it's the process this is how we act you know i act very professional too Mm -hmm. but it's just it's just an insecurity of mine that i'm slowly working to fix but i think we've been doing a very excellent job so far Mm -hmm. i mean i want to keep talking about it because i'm so excited but i don't know exactly what to say about it so I will say, and you can kind of brainstorm more on what you want to talk about if you want to talk about like specifics of the songs we're working on. But I will say we've talked so much over the course of our entire podcast because we've been trying to figure this thing out. You know, like how do we become music people? How does it become part of our career? Because there's just so many parts to being a creative kind of I don't even like the term like entrepreneur, like creative entrepreneur. That's kind of like what it is to be an artist as a career, though. But there's so many pieces to it. There's right the writing or the con- con- conceiving of whatever it is you're going to make. And then there's the actual like making it right when you're in like, you know, I'm editing a video or Eric is editing our song, producing our song, recording. It's all the same. And then like, you know. I think in our last episode or two episodes back, we were talking about how much time we were spending just practicing, just rehearsing like four or five nights a week. And it's like if you let anyone one of those facets of being an artist take over too much, it I don't know, it gets it gets a little overwhelming, you know? Yeah. And something that happened in between now and last month's episode is that Sarah and I were having one of our in-bed, late-at-night talks, and Sarah was like, yeah, we're, pr- we're playing every day, we're practicing every day, but I don't feel like we're making anything. Yeah. Like, how are we artists? Like, we're not making anything of our own. Mm-hmm. And really, since then, we have not rehearsed, and we've, we've re- recorded and arranged almost three songs of yeah. our own, original mm-hmm. songs. 
So it's and now we're kind of heading in the back and back in the other direction where we're like, okay, we have to find some balance because now we feel a little out of practice. Like, and also like then there's the whole social media slash marketing yourself to the world slash finding an audience thing, which mm-hmm. is like I feel like a lot of people who are very aligned or like identified with their art don't really want to have to deal with all that shit. And that's why oh, yeah. there's like, you know, managers and, all, you know, all the other staff that professional musicians mm-hmm. end up hiring on. And it's like when you're first starting out, unless you have a great deal of wealth, I guess, which we don't <laughs> like we're doing all of that. And so I'm like, OK, well, we got to find time also to keep writing things and uh to rehearse so that my voice stays like in the condition i want it to so that when we go to record vocals i can make the vocals sound like what i hear in my head Mm -hmm. and then like oh we should probably take some pictures and like post to social media because it's like we have a a cute threat instagram and we never upload to it Mm -hmm. and it's and then it's like oh i have my job like i need to film some videos and i've been trying so hard to get on you know, to hold myself accountable there because a lot of our audience does come from YouTube, right? Yeah. And you guys listening. Yeah. I mean, you guys are our most, I don't even know. I, it feels weird to use the word intimate, but it, it is, it is, well, it is true. This, this is our most intimate platform, I would say. And the people who listen are by far the closest and most connected to right. us on an emotional level. So that's why I was saying this to Sarah before we recorded, but I'm like, I mean, when we, when we're getting ready to release our first song, like before it's out, I'm going to put a clip of it in the podcast for you guys to hear because Mm -hmm. I want you guys to hear it. You are our, you're our little clan, Mm -hmm. you know? (laughs) And I, I, I know a lot of you are going to, you will give that song a shot because you like us and we like you. I don't know. I'm just, I'm like, yeah. the, the podcast people are going to listen to the song. I know it. Right. And it's, it's, um, it's a cool thing to have mm-hmm. to release your first song ever and know that some people will care enough about you to listen to it yeah. other than, you know, our mothers. Oh, my mom's probably not going to, no, she will. She will. Cause I'll send it to my sister and I'll be like, make mom listen to this. I mean, I'll just, I'll text her over and over again i text sarah's mom sometimes since we moved out the thing is like my mom doesn't have like she's not like up with technology the way that your parents and even your grandparents are oh my god you know my mom uses her phone for just just about like the bare minimum like texting the entire family and you about crypto she doesn't do that (laughs) i know she's she's not in she's not in the crypto talk no my mom mostly uses her phone to not text me (laughs) (laughs) quote unquote Um, (laughs) Haha. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll send it to my sister because they don't have Spotify as a thing. You, I will have to direct them to YouTube. Yeah, mm-hmm. Amelia's all about YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we're very excited about it, and I don't know. I don't know what else to say. I think I'm glad we talked about the process a little more mm-hmm. and how we've. I mean, last summer we thought we figured it out, and then <laughs> well, maybe I thought we figured it out. Yeah, but. This time around, it's it's actually a, uh, not communal, but a joint effort. Mm-hmm. There's actually, okay, Sarah has her role, Eric has his role, mm-hmm. and we come together and like, we have songs. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. Right. I, I had something I was going to say and then I completely blanked on it. Oh, 
should mm-hmm. we just keep talking and see if it comes back to you eventually? Sure, sure, sure. Okay. So, I want to mention one other thing about the walking and listening to books and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I bought new Bluetooth headphones. So, Sarah <laughs> and I have both for a long time had pairs of like $30 Uh, bluetooth headphones that we bought on amazon a long time ago Mm -hmm. and they're pretty great they battery lasts a long time they sound fine but i started really getting this hankering to buy (laughs) airpods and you know i've always been ever since i was little i've been that person who's like if everyone likes something i hate it like hamilton (laughs) right right like hamilton and then i finally gave hamilton a shot. shot nice And, you know, now it's my favorite musical ever. It's great. So AirPods have been one of those things where I'm like, overrated. I have an an iPhone. I have a Mac. I do. I am a sucker for the Apple products. But I'm like, the AirPods, like, I have the wired Apple headphones. They sound fine. They fit in your ears fine. And then for some reason, I was like, those AirPods seem really convenient. And I've used them once or twice. I've like borrowed other people's when I used to work with other people. And I'm like, they don't sound that bad. So I bought some because they were on sale. And man, I am obsessed. The convenience factor, the sound <laughs> quality is actually good. Like it's legitimately good. I know all of my audio professors would be absolutely spitting on me right now to hear me say that. I know, but like anything that's not like a covering your ear like a studio headphone is not really the same thing right that's true you're not going to be mixing music with airpods right they're definitely tailored for listening and by that i mean this is a nerdy thing to say but the low the bass and the high the treble are both boosted a little bit i think the middle frequencies are cut out a little bit which just gives a more boomy but like polished sound for listening to basically pop music mm-hmm. so they're definitely made for listening not like mixing or recording but i mean i've been listening to music and listening to my books and podcasts and i just i just love them i think the I'm greatest such a sucker the greatest <laughs> the greatest thing about eric acquiring uh, airpods is that he now looks forward to washing dishes <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's true i mean Sarah, I mean, you you guys know this, listeners, if you follow us on Instagram and watch Sarah's channel, but Sarah is a, she is the cook. She is the chef of the house. And I, usually what ends up happening is Sarah will cook and maybe I'll like help plate or something or just like do stupid little things at the end of, to get the meal ready. But then we'll kind of go into the kitchen after dinner and clean together. But recently I've just been like, just let me, you did the whole cooking. Just let me do the whole cleaning. Just let me do it by myself. And Sarah's like, why? And I'm like, I'll listen to my book. Yeah. <laughs> so I just throw the AirPods in, listen to my book about um, people surviving in the Andes, eating each other, and uh, <laughs> look it up. It's crazy. Yeah. So that has been a, a positive, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. thank you, Steve Jobs. Yeah. Okay, where are we pivoting next? Uh, oh, outings. outings. Let's talk about our Thursday wild card and our little brewery excursion. Okay. So I think we may have touched on this last month's episode. But basically, 
to drag myself out of my depressive state, I was like, okay, this I feel terrible and something has to change and preferably everything has to change because when you're stuck in something for so long, like if you keep making the same decisions, right, basically every single day and doing the same things, you're going to get the same results, right? So I was like, okay, I need to change as much as possible about my life. What can I, like, what changes can I make? I looked back on other times in the past where I found myself feeling happy and I was like, okay, well, I exercise, I go I go outside, I'm good with my, my food and I'm eating mostly healthy and I'm going places. Like the happiest I always remember myself is when I'm traveling and I'm like, why does, why do I feel that way? It's because I'm engaging in new experiences and I'm just outside of the house and like when you're sad when you're depressed like really like stewing in your negative thoughts at home in your dark house is really like the worst place to be so I was like okay we are going to go to the gym a couple times a week we'll get on our schedule there but also let's find ways to like mix up our fitness routine too and just go to different places. So I was like, we should start going, going out for coffee, you know, stop by a brewery occasionally. Not, neither of us really likes drinking that much, but like for the experience, just to go to a new place, make some new memories. Because I don't know, I just, I think back on like when we first started dating and when you're, I feel like, you know, dating, falling in love is like the happiest time for a lot of people. And like, it's part of, part of it is that you're doing new things together, right? I'm like, what if we just channel some of that new couple energy and we go on on dates sometimes? And the other half, not half, but the other part of that equation is the COVID thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know about where you live, listener, but in Colorado, most places now say if you're past two weeks post second vaccination, you don't need to wear a mask. And that is us. We've been fully vaccinated for almost a month now. So we're like allowed to do things now. Mm -hmm. And the other part of that is when I got laid off my job early last year, I said to Sarah, okay, work has really held me back a lot. And I feel like I didn't take Sarah out to dinner. We didn't go on any kinds of dates really. Because I always had this like, well, I, you know, I got to go to work in the morning. And I don't know, I was very neurotic about it. So I was like, you know what? Now I'm working for myself. We're building these things, whatever. I'm going to be a better boyfriend and take you places and do stuff for you. And then COVID hit. And I was like, well, we can't fucking go anywhere now. So now we're finally getting to that point where I'm like, okay, look, now it's been a year <laughs> since COVID started. But now, yes, now I'll take you to the brewery. We can go to get coffee. We can go out to dinner. We're allowed to do all these things. And I have the energy to do it, mm -hmm. the emotional energy to do it. So it just, it is great. Mm -hmm. But something we've been doing is going to the climbing gym every other week. We found this amazing climbing gym near us and they have on Thursdays, their day passes are half off. And with the amount we go, it actually is more financially, it makes more financial sense to just buy a day pass every now and then when it's half off. And it's just something we've been doing. Yeah. It's great. We were climbing, we were like members of a climbing gym back in Boulder in like 2018. Back in Boulder. Yeah, and Eric kind of fell out of love with it, and then I didn't like going alone, so I unenrolled too. 
so it's been years since we've been we've climbed regularly and it's like really nice to come back at it with a different mindset um and i don't just appreciate growing a different kind of strength so it's been fun um and then on the weeks we aren't going climbing we've been trying to find a new hike to go on which i i feel like hiking was like kind of one of the highlights of last year i know we've talked on the podcast about how we kind of took it to an extreme like we tried to make it like outdoorsy person such a part of our identity but i just feel like it's so nice to be outside yeah i think now it's more just about experiencing outside getting some exercise moving our bods going new places too like i can't wait to drive back down to boulder and do some of our old hikes with a less like hardcore like cutthroat mindset you know Mm -hmm. just to like just be outside and be moving in a healthy way yeah i feel like last year i was very much like yeah we're gonna do this really hard hike and let's try to beat two hours and now i'm like let's just walk around even if it's an easy trail for two hours yeah i don't care i just want to walking is good for you Mm -hmm. and it's good to be outside so let's just go do it i just have a totally different outlook Mm -hmm. on it you know yeah we went on a hike so what was this week this week we're hiking right yes so two weeks ago we went for a hike and we saw like a dozen deer oh yeah throughout the entire hike there were a ton of deer Mm -hmm. we also we also got to the end of the hike where it was supposed to be a loop according to the all trails app yeah and then i was looking at the all trails app and i'm like there's no peak or anything the trail just keeps going but it's telling (laughs) us to loop around to the right and there was no loop there's just like a mountain yeah i hit a large hill but not not with the trail going up to it it was just a mountain like next to us and we're Mm -hmm. like uh i guess we'll turn around now (laughs) Mm -hmm. it was very very anticlimactic we hiked to nothing yeah it was basically um so that was fun there's is that a car beeping outside yeah it sounds like a like one of those pickup trucks that you rent from home depot you know yeah and you put it in reverse and it oh ear piercing it stopped yeah but Sarah and I are very traumatized by our first apartment in Boulder, which was the basement of a house of a very nice family. Mm-hmm. All the fire alarms were connected to one another between yeah. the basement and their house upstairs. So like a few times one week, I don't know, a few months into us living there, their fire alarms went off accidentally. In, in the middle of the night, like 3 a.m. Right. And then ours went off too because they were all linked yeah and they like turned them off and we were texting them we're like is there a fire and they're like no is there a fire and we're like no and nothing was wrong and then the next night it happened again and we were all like oh my god so they finally got the fix and everything was fine but since then you and i have been so traumatized every time there's like a loud high-pitched beep that's why i heard the truck backing up outside and i was like is someone's condo on fire Mm -hmm. just like this fear Wow, that was um, that was intense. All right. So speaking of our excursions and going places, we went to this German brewery mm-hmm. on Tuesday night last week because the Mets were playing the Rockies in New York. And as you know, I, I, we went to see the Mets play the Rockies in Denver in April. So they were playing. So I was thinking, oh, we can go to any place that has a TV 
and the Mets will be on TV because the Rockies are on TV here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, usually if I were to want to watch the Mets, we'd have to go to a place that is specifically made for watching sports that has like the MLB package that gets every game. Mm-hmm. We're like, well, we could just go anywhere that has a TV. So we found this German brewery and we went in and they turned it on and we sat there for, did we watch the whole game? No. We watched no. like six innings maybe. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Yeah. I don't like drinking that much. Yeah. I really don't. I had two pints of like a Pilsner, not some crazy like double IPA. It's like 12%, just like normal beers. And I was legitimately drunk. And I was like, baby, you got to drive me home. Sarah had a Diet Coke. I had a tiny Diet Coke and a glass bottle. It, and, but tiny, she means tiny. Mm-hmm. Like it was very, very small. Yes. It was very cute. We got chips and salsa. Very subpar salsa. I was very disappointed. It. What I mean, can you expect though? It was a German brewery. <laughs> right. Why are they even serving? I saw a huge tub of pretzels and I was like, can we get some of those pretzels? And there was like a huge plastic tub of pretzels and then a huge plastic tub of like individual packets of mustard deli mustard yeah i was like can i have some of that and she's like those are the brewer snacks and mm-hmm. i'm like okay i want them though <laughs> <laughs> but we got chips and salsa it was basically tomato sauce like chunky tomato sauce yeah not ideal but it was fun to go there yeah and then say. we got taco bell later that we night did <laughs> yeah that was fun mm-hmm. that was good so we've been trying to do more things like that just to get ourselves out of you know, the normal day-to-day life. Right. Uh, One other thing I want to talk about. One of my music production students just released his first original song. So I may have mentioned this on the podcast last last month. I'm not sure. But one of my students, he... Sarah, Sarah's polishing off the end of her smoothie and she just uh, made a very loud straw slurping sound. Uh, But this student used to just make like songs on his ipad in garage band and but he always had this dream of like making real rock songs and releasing them on the internet for everyone to hear so that's what we've been working on we've just been working on one of his individual one of his original songs for like the last two months maybe and then he hired me to record vocals for it and we just worked on it and worked on it and worked on it and <clears throat> well my throat just got super dry and i choked uh he released it on spotify and everywhere and he's super proud of it i'm super proud of him and it's kind of like it's like the first culmination of me putting myself out there as an audio production teacher Mm -hmm. instructor i'm like wow one of my students my first student released his first song and we kind of did it together and I mean, it's kind. Of, it's because I helped him do it mm-hmm. that it exists, and that's so cool and satisfying to me and my soul. Uh, so, if you want to give it a listen, his name is Jimmy in the Sky, and the song is called "The Desert." So mm-hmm. you can look it up on Spotify or wherever else if you care. Um, but we kind of made it together, and uh, I'm super happy that it happened. So that's that's been a really satisfying thing to happen. Jimmy in the Sky. Mm-hmm. What else do you want to talk about? Do you have anything else on your list? Uh, Mets at the brewery, baby birds, lifting lots of weights, <laughs> warm weather walks, AirPods and books, original songs, hiking and climbing. So no. On the topic, I just want to say this really quickly, but uh, we have been, I guess, when did we rejoin a gym? Back in April? Early April? 
yeah, so a couple weeks after we moved back here, found a gym we really loved. We've been going, like, religiously. I'm very proud of us. Yeah, four days a week? Yeah. So about a month ago, a little over a month, no, about a month ago, we um, kind of took some before pictures, before pictures. Before. <laughs> um, actually, a video, just because I feel like... Uh, Everyone says, you know, don't focus so much on the scale if you're weightlifting because muscle and fat weigh different things, blah, blah, blah. And um, take pictures because that's the best way to see your progress. And I've always want wished that I had taken more pictures along my fitness journey. And now since I'm like kind of starting at square one again, square one, square zero, square one, right? Square is the one. saying. Square one. <laughs> um, I'm like, okay, well, this is going to be a great opportunity for me to see how much I, how much progress I can make over the next like six months or so. So we took our one month progress videos today and I lined mine up so that it, it, it's in sync with the first one. And I also like went into my uh, fitness tracking app or my workout tracking app. And I looked at how my lifts have progressed and I was able to add 30 pounds to my squat, I think like more than 30 pounds to my deadlift, a lot, like basically a lot, okay? And I'm just very pleased with that, you know? I know it, it won't like progress quite so much in the coming months, but I'm glad that I'm documenting the whole thing now. Yeah, the app we both use to track our workouts is called Strong. If you are a weightlifter or interested in lifting weights and you want to track it it keeps it makes it much easier to see your progress and also in the moment to like remember what set you're on because right. i'm always like was that set three or four uh so it's very useful highly recommend it um it tells you based on how many how much weight and how many reps and sets you've done of a of a movement what your estimated one rep max is because it's kind of hard if you're like well i lifted i lifted this much weight and did 10 reps and then I lifted this much weight and did four reps. It's kind of like, well, I don't really know overall mm -hmm. what that progress looks like. So if I look at it, basically in the last last time I squatted on May 26, which was Wednesday. So my new one rep max for squat says it's 197 pounds. And then when we started, it said it was 168. Hmm. So also like 30 pounds on my squat too. I don't feel like I definitely look a little different, but it really is hard, especially as someone who like earlier in my life was obsessed with the scale. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, what does the scale say? How many pounds have I lost? Really, when you start lifting weights, you're like, that doesn't even make any sense because you can just you could even gain weight and still yeah. you're like more muscular and trimmer. And it's, yeah, it's, it's very strange as someone who has always focused on how much do I literally weigh. Right. And now I'm like, you know what? It doesn't matter that much because I'm getting strong. Mm -hmm. It's cool. Yeah. Are we done? I do think we, we Do might we do be. a podcast? I, I think so. Wow. Yeah. All right. So we'll we'll probably, I think our goal is to keep doing it weekly. And they, they might be like, you know, 30 minutes, 20, 30 minutes, mm -hmm. just depending on how interesting that week was <laughs> yeah i was gonna say productive but not just productive yeah. you know mm -hmm. um any other just like random things that have happened i don't think eric has so. another another niece oh yeah 
Um, yeah, now two of my sisters have birthed children. Mm-hmm. So there are two baby girls in the family. And when we go to New York in July, we will meet both of them. Mm-hmm. They are both very cute. And I'm going to smooch their faces <laughs> because they're small, cute little babies. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, my dad's coming out in a few weeks. Yeah. That's going to be fun. Uh, it's my mom's birthday soon. Um, going to see her. Go to another brewery, probably. Yeah. Get some vegan wings. I want to go to Fire on the Mountain. I'm really excited. Like, like I know we, we've said we've been like trying to leave the house and stuff and go on little dates. But I think it's nice to have like a family sort of function to look forward to because we're going to go like drive to another city and just be out of our, you know, mm-hmm. just nice to mix things up. Yeah yeah i'm excited so there's there's some fun stuff to come and we'll keep you updated Mm -hmm. uh but for now we'll talk to you next week Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna send it over to our supporter shout out hi guys we're pausing this conversation for a few moments to give a big thank you to our supporters these are our listeners who make a monthly contribution through anchor which is our hosting platform if you'd like to become a supporter as well, you can visit anchor.fm slash whatislifedude and click on the support button. And if you enjoy the show, another great way to support us is by giving us a positive rating and a review on iTunes. Just takes a few moments and it helps new listeners find the podcast so we can continue to grow our community. So thank you so much to everyone who supports us in one way or another. This podcast wouldn't exist without you guys. So without further ado, shout out to our Anchor supporters. Inga, Morgan, Jennifer, Scotty, Glenn, Kevin, Jessica, Marie, Carmen, Nina, Izzy, Reem, Alexis, Annalise, Nadia, Merv, Teresa, Kelsey, Ellis, Anna, Megan, Samantha, Dylan, and Sarah. Thanks.